fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. STFFL, yeah, we all agree. The best of all these are we so supreme. And look at the scale, yeah. we pocketing, yeah. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. Talk about tears, we managing. All season long, we be battling. Trying to become the new champion, yeah. Gentlemen, welcome to week 13. This is the final week of the regular season. And uh, really, there's not a whole lot going on this week with the exception of LJ and Quinn they are battling uh, to see who's going to actually make it into the playoffs Uh, the other five teams are are all secured just a question of who's going to take the the bye week so I am doing the show solo no guests um, so you get to enjoy my voice for the entirety of the show um so I hope you like hearing it. That's that's kind of what where we're at. So uh, this is going to be a preview show. Um, not going to look at the games that don't matter. So Aiden and Jason, um, they don't matter. They actually don't even have players in their lineup. So not going to talk about their game. And then Baxter and Toby, uh, their game has no significance at all. So not really worth kind of digging in there and looking at anything. Um, just a reminder, though, anyone not in the playoffs, really what you're looking at starting next week is the consolation bracket. So whoever takes the championship of the consolation bracket, whoever wins that, gets the number one seed and the – or not the number one seed, the number one draft pick next year – and uh, the first six picks are based on the ranks of how you finish in the consolation bracket. So reason to stay uh, in the league and pay attention and give yourself uh, best a chance as you can for next year. And Toby will hopefully have uh, Christian McCaffrey when, when that comes back. So Toby, even though he wins the Sacco this year, last place for regular season, um, he still, you know, will have a fair chance to get that number one pick. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into the previews for, for this week. Um, I think the first two games I'm going to cover are the ones with, with LJ and Quinn in them. So, uh, LJ is playing, who is LJ playing? Ah, he is playing Mr. Casey Country Club. So, um, Dave, or yeah, LJ is in that position where he needs to win and he needs Quinn to lose. And if that happens, then LJ has basically a, a pretty good shot of, of making it in. Um, let's see, he's got... Yeah, almost, what, like 80 points more than, than Quinn does. So Quinn's not outscoring LJ by 80 points. So basically, if, if Quinn loses, LJ wins, he's going to be in. Um, but LJ first needs to get through Tim. And Tim has Austin Eckler back. Uh, just run through the team. So Tim's got Tannehill. He's got Eckler, Moster, both of them back healthy. He's got Keenan Allen, uh, Marvin Jones filling in for his injured Galladay, Hunter Henry, J.K. Dobbins, Ravens D, and Butker is his kicker. Um, LJ, he's got Aaron Rodgers, Alvin Kamara, uh, Daryl Henderson, 
Alan Robinson, Robert Woods, Richard Rogers, finally off of that Hollister tight end. Um, Brashad Perryman, Washington D, Jason Sanders at the kicker spot. So just briefly looking at this, Tim is in that position where he is, you know, fully healthy. Um, J.K. Dobbins is taking on a weak Dallas defense and Ravens D is taking on uh, you know less than competitive Dallas offense. Um, Mostert, Eckler, they both have you know decent matchups. Tannehill has a pretty easy matchup against Cleveland, and Marvin Jones is the only one with a, a really tough matchup playing at Chicago. So I like all of Tim's matchups. I like a lot of his players. Um, Obviously, LJ has Aaron Rodgers, who's just a stud, um, and he's playing Philadelphia. So I don't anticipate him having a bad game. I think he's going to you know, do some Aaron Rodgers things and, and do really well. Uh, Kamara is, is a bigger question mark, though, because ever since Taysom Hill has started to play, Kamara just hasn't done what he you know typically was doing in the two games since... Hill came in, he's only gotten 10.5 and 5.7. Those are his two lowest games on the season. So that's a little concerning, even though he's got a pretty good matchup playing against Atlanta. Um, Daryl Henderson, that is not a great play, but I I don't really know who else he has um, that he should play because I don't think I would play Devin Singletary over him and... You know, Kalen Balage was a good play, but, you know, how did he do with Eckler last week? Mm, Ten points. I mean, i probably play uh, play him if he's healthy just because it's a little bit more guaranteed work. Um, you know, Henderson just, he's not getting as many touches as he was earlier in the season. Um, he got a fair amount of touches, 10, 10 rushes for 19 yards. But he hasn't hit double digits since week five. So he's just not kind of a real high ceiling kind of player. Um, and I don't really expect a lot from him. Past two weeks, he's only gotten two points. Granted, against tough defenses, Tampa Bay and San Francisco. But yeah, I, I look at that as a pretty weak play. Allen Robinson, I love uh, against Detroit. I actually have uh, Mitchell Trubisky, and I'm playing him over Kyler because. Detroit just gives up passing yards, and I think it. as long as Robinson's good to go, I, he's got the questionable tag right now, but I think he'll have a good game. Robert Woods, I think, will have a good game. Richard Rodgers, I mean, Goddard's playing, and I think Ertz is supposed to come back. So I don't know why LJ just keeps playing <laughs> tight ends that are in, like, three tight end situations. Um, he is terrible at picking tight ends. <laughs> Just go pick up, like, Hooper. He's on waivers right now. He'll do fine. Uh, Perryman, I think he, he'll have a, a pretty good game. Um, but you know, he's, he can be a little boomer bust at times. He's been pretty consistent the past four games. So, Or, I guess, past three games, 30, 15, 10, trending, trending downwards. Um, but... He's not a bad play. Um, he's got Crowder on his bench, so obviously he thinks Perryman is a better play than, than Crowder at the moment. Um, yeah, so I mean, overall, looking at the two teams, 
it's hard for me to pick LJ. I unfortunately think LJ is going to lose this one, and I think he is not going to make it into the playoffs. I know Sean on the message board said he thought LJ would make it in, but um, I just don't see him overcoming Tim's team. Tim seems to have pretty consistent players. Like I don't really see any of them having bad games, with the exception of maybe Marvin Jones, where you know, LJ's team, I can see Henderson having a bad game, Richard Rogers having a bad game, Perryman having a mediocre game, and did I say Kamara and Henderson, both of them? Yeah, so sorry, LJ, I think you're going to lose, and I think you are going to, um, you know, have fun in the consolation bracket trying to get that number one pick for next year. Um, Looking at Quinn's matchup, even though doesn't really matter based on my projection, um, but he's playing Kevin, so there's some consequence for that number two buy seed. Um, so Quinn's at seven; they're both at seven and five, uh, but Kevin's got the most points scored of the four teams, all all at seven and five. And if Sean loses this week and Kevin wins, then Kevin is going to get that number two buy seed most likely just because of his lead in points scored. So looking at the matchup, let's run down the team. So Quinn's got Derek Carr. He's got Montgomery, David Montgomery, uh, Devontae Booker, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquise Brown. He continues to play Hollywood Brown. Um, TJ Hawkinson, Julio Jones, Colts D, Matt Prater. Uh, and then on the other side, Kevin, he's got Justin Herbert. He's got the Zika virus himself. Uh, David Johnson, I guess, is back from his concussion. Uh, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Hayden Hurst, Devontae Parker, Seahawks, D, and Tyler Bass is his kicker. So looking at this matchup, so... I like Kevin's team, and it's, I mean, pretty easy. I really don't see how Quinn can kind of match the firepower of what Kevin has. Um, Zeke is not a great play. He's got a bad matchup, and he just hasn't been doing a lot with the exception of week 11 when he got 21 points, but... You know, beside that, since week five, he hasn't scored in double digits. So, you know, Zeke isn't a very confident play. David Johnson, one thing we learned is that Houston can't do anything with Duke Johnson. So David Johnson is definitely a big upgrade for their uh, running game. And obviously they lost Will Fuller. If you guys didn't know, Will Fuller got... uh, gotten nicked for PEDs, and so he's out for for six weeks. Um, And so that hurts Quinn, and that probably helps David Johnson a little bit in that uh, they have, you know, no Will Fuller getting targets, so maybe David Johnson gets a little bit more work in the passing game. Um, It's a really tough matchup, though, against Indianapolis, Um, but... Who knows? Not nah, he's probably not going to have that good a game. Uh, Devonte Adams, I think you know, just like I was talking about Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, he's he's a stud. He's going to crush it against Philly, and then DeAndre Hopkins, he has not been doing that great, and now he's got a tough matchup against uh, I think the best uh, pasty in the league against the Rams. 
but he he had a good game in week 10, but three out of the past four weeks, he scored eight or less points. Um, and, you know, some of the question marks part of why I'm playing Trubisky is I'm not entirely confident that Kyler's shoulder is fully healthy and um, so I think his accuracy and throwing the ball might be impacted against a really tough defense. So not expecting a huge game from Hopkins. Hayden Hurst uh, against New Orleans, that's another tough defense too. And then uh, Devontae Parker, I guess this is really going to come down to is is Tua going to play or is Fitzpatrick going to play? Um, I don't know who currently is supposed to be playing but if Fitz plays then I think Devontae Parker is is a stud play if Tua plays I'm not as confident even though he's playing an easy Cincinnati defense um and then Seahawks against the Giants I think that'll be a good defensive play uh looking through Quinn's team so Derek Carr had uh, an awful game last week uh, negative points, and Quinn loves to flirt with quarterbacks who score negative points, apparently. Um, so, uh, But he's playing the Jets. The Jets suck against passing, and I think he's probably going to have a pretty good game. Um, David Montgomery against Detroit, I think he'll have a pretty good game. Devontae Booker against the Jets. They're a little bit tougher against the run than they are against the pass, but um, I'm guessing he'll have a fine game with, uh, I believe, uh, Josh Jacobs is out. So that is, uh, yeah. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, I mean, I guess he'll be fine. I'm not, like, super confident in him. I like Clay, uh, um, Claypool and Deontay Johnson better than him. He's been doing pretty good. Uh, he's, he's been doing okay. I mean, double digits, really, since week 7, except for week 11 was the only time he didn't get double digits. So that's not a bad play. Um, but Marquise Brown, he's the one that I would be most concerned with. I know he got you know almost 20 points last week. That was just kind of like a garbage time touchdown at the end of the game that is a bulk of those points. You know, prior to that, he hadn't scored double digits since week five. So he's really one of those boomer bust kind of players. And I believe Lamar Jackson's out again. I don't know if that's good or bad for his situation. I know he's playing Dallas, so you kind of want to plug him in. Um, and I guess really Quinn just doesn't have any better options. So I'm not confident in the play, but I'm sure you know he's he's got a chance to to put up some good points. Um, and, and maybe that's what he needs to have a chance to beat Kevin is to get somebody with some, you know, a little bit higher ceiling, which he, he does have that because he can always, you know, bust a 40-plus yard touchdown. Um, Hawkinson, I think, will be a decent play against Chicago uh, just because Galladay is going to be out, and he's been pretty consistent throughout the season. Um, Hawkinson, he has scored double-digit games um, in what – four of the past six weeks so you know for a tight end position that sucks um that's not too bad and then julio jones that's you know a tough matchup against new orleans and he's just been so injury prone like going in and out of games so it's hard to have trust but 
he doesn't have any better players. And if he plays, you kind of you have to play Julio because he's he's Julio. Um, but looking, you know, between the two teams, I really think that. I think Kevin's just got a little bit more firepower. I have a little bit more trust in his players. Even if Tua plays, I think Devontae Parker has a, a fair chance at having a good game. Um, I like Devontae Adams. I like Justin Herbert. Um, so I think it's going to be a toss-up. It's going to be really close. But I'll, I'll give the edge to Kevin and... Kevin will, you know, do what he needs to do to to have a chance at potentially, you know, getting that number two seed and the and the bye week. Um, all right, so now let's take a look at at Sean because he's going to need Sean to lose. Sean's taking on Zach and Zach. Also, if you know, if he can beat Sean and Kevin loses, then Zach has a pretty good path to getting that buy seed. I I'm right there, kind of with Zach in in points scored. I'm not too far behind, about you know 25 points. So there's a chance I could you know overtake him, but it is really uh, Zach's you know spot to to lose at that at that point if he's able to you know win this game and get Kevin to lose. So. And by the way, Quinn Quinn has no shot at the the, the second seed just because he's got not not enough points. Um, but so so this is a pretty consequential game in its own right. And then Sean he, he's at eight and four by himself in, in the number two spot. So if he wins, then he gets that that bye week and lock, locks it up. So uh, we know Sean has Patrick Mahomes. He's got James Robinson, which that. You know, now this far into the season, that was you know probably the the trade of the year, um, with the exception of maybe Quinn's, where he he acquired Will Fuller and T.J. Hawkinson for for T.Y. Hilton from Jason earlier in the year. Um, but yeah, Sean got a stud, James Robinson, and gave up you know J.K. Dobbins and Jerry Judy, both you know decent players, but nothing compared to how clutch James Robinson has been. Um, Frank Gore against uh, the Raiders. He's got Stephon Diggs, Sterling Shepard, Robert Tunyon, Wayne Gallman, Cardinals D, and then Blankenship uh, as his kicker. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Zach's got his Josh Allen. He's got Chris Carson's back healthy, Nick Chubb's back healthy, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Darren Waller, Clyde Edwards, Elaire. Um, and then the Chiefs D and, and the number one kicker in the league, the Young Waku. So um, just looking at this, uh, man, Zach is pretty studly now that everybody is healthy and, and looking good. Um, and, you know, Andy Dalton finally had a game. Uh, Amari Cooper put up 26 points last week. So, I mean, he's got a tough matchup against Baltimore, but you would imagine that he should, you know, get a good amount of targets. He could put up a decent game. Um, Metcalf, you assume, is going to have a great game. Um, Chubb and Carson, you think they would both have really good games. And Josh Allen uh, against San Francisco, I think he would himself have a really good game. And then... 
you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he's he's kind of the the big question mark. Just he's so hard to predict what's gonna happen. Um, you know, week eleven he has twenty points. Last week he's got four. Um and so he kinda, you know, is pretty good about getting close to double digits most weeks. Um he's only had really uh two weeks where he scored, you know, less than ten. Um but He's just hard to predict, and well, I think I'll be fine. I don't see Denver putting up a lot of points. I'm assuming the game script probably goes in a fashion where they can run the ball. So we'll see, uh, you know, what happens. But that that's a pretty good lineup, and of course, Young Waku is always putting up <laughs> double digit points. He's got to be uh, one of the most valuable kickers. I mean, since week five, he only has. One game that he scored less than double digits, that was a two-pointer. But, um, you know, Tim obviously wasn't satisfied with just getting, you know, a bunch of points all the time. So he let him go, and Zach was able to pick him up. So good on good on Zach. Um, on Sean's side of the ball, we know Mahomes is, is going to blow up and have a great game. Um, you know, Robinson... There's really no one else on on Jacksonville's side that you can count on getting points. So pretty confident James Robinson's going to get a lot of touches, going to put up some points. Um, Frank Gorey's kind of got the backfield to himself at the moment. So you know he's going to get a lot of touches, but his ceiling is kind of capped. I don't really see him getting more than like 12, 13 points at the most if he's lucky. And then Stephon Diggs against San Francisco. Um, I mean, that's kind of just a counterweight to Josh Allen. Um, so, you know, anything that Josh Allen throws to Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs is going to have more points than Josh Allen gets from that. And there's no John Brown, so Stephon Diggs is you know even more uh, valuable uh, without John Brown. So I, I think that that's going to be a good counterweight, at least in this particular matchup and then Sterling Shepard against Seattle we know that Seattle's been a really uh nice defense to play if you're a wide receiver uh the only tough part is that Colt McCoy is supposed to be the quarterback for the Giants so no Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy um who knows how good he's going to do so that's a little bit of a question mark but it's a great matchup it's a great player you kind of project that'll have at least a decent game um at least a pretty good floor, but maybe his ceiling is is a little capped. Um, Robert Tunyon is actually one of the better you know tight ends in, in the game right now. Um, as far as like fantasy, he's he's ranked number four, and that's just because the tight end landscape is so terrible. Um, but you know, last two weeks he's put up double digits, and those were tough defenses, Indy and Chicago. So now he's taken on Philly, and um, I think he'll have you know a. A fairly good game just kind of goes back to that whole Rodgers is gonna put up a lot of points I think against Philly and I think you know Tunyon could easily benefit from you know like a touchdown um, there and then Wayne Gallman against Seattle Seattle's a little bit tougher against the run but Wayne Gallman has been surprisingly great for the past really the f- past five weeks he hasn't scored less than double digits and most of those matchups are against 
Uh, Philly, which is a pretty tough run D, against Tampa Bay, which is a really tough run D, Washington, who can stop the run. So those were all pretty tough matchups, and he still put up good points. So I'm not really concerned about the matchup here, uh, especially because Colt McCoy is playing. Then you know maybe they're a little bit more conservative and, and give the ball to Wayne Gallman more, or he gets more touches, you know, more uh, just kind of... Um, uh, passing passing down work, so I think that that's a you know a fairly good play. I guess the main difference between looking at Sean's team and looking at Zach's team is where Zach I feel like all of his players are going to crush it, and Ceh is kind of like the one question mark. I, I guess Cooper too a little bit. They're they're both like I think they could easily put up double digits. I'm just less uh, optimistic about their their high ceilings. Um, but, you know, on Sean's side of the ball, except for maybe, like, Diggs and Mahomes, I don't see anyone having, like, really big games. And so I think it'll probably end up being pretty close, but I'm pretty confident that Zach's going to come in and he's going to take this one. And he's going to put Sean in a position of just hoping that he has, you know, maybe enough points to... Uh, you know, overtake Kevin, um, or yeah, because, or just, you know, loses by a little bit because it really, what Zach needs to do is he needs to not only beat Sean, but he needs to beat him by at least like 14 points. So that way he's got more than Sean does. And then he's got to beat whatever Kevin does. If Kevin wins by shoot, like 50 something points. So, that's pretty unlikely, but I think it will make it interesting that Zach's going to win, and I also think that, I don't even remember, did I say Kevin was going to win? I think I said that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give this one to Zach. Uh, Sean, I don't think you're going to get that bye week spot, so um, looks like we might actually be playing each other, and let's look at my matchup now. So I'm playing Graydon this year. We know Graydon's team is trash. I don't really need to talk too much about this game just because, I mean, you know, Roethlisberger I think is fine. He's got Melvin Gordon, which I think Phil Lindsay's out, so he, he would be a better play, just getting more touches. James White had a good game last week. Tyler Lockett, he's kind of, you know, boomer bust. Um, Debo Samuel, I do like a lot. Eric Ebron I think is fine. And then DJ Chark, um, he's, you know, a great player. But, you know, it's kind of the quarterback situation with Mike Lennon, who really knows how good that's going to be. And then, you know, on my side of the ball, I've got just, you know, a bunch of studs. I've got Gibson and Miles Sanders, who's been sucking, but I'm optimistic that he can turn it around against Green Bay. Um, McLaurin against Pittsburgh, that's a tough matchup, but they are susceptible to the pass. So hopefully um, that's a a good matchup for me. Kelsey, obviously. Thank you, Toby, so much for, for Travis Kelsey. Um, and then Thielen against Jacksonville. Michael Pittman's kind of my wild card. I don't know if I'm going to keep him there in the flex, but he's playing Houston. Just a really good matchup. And I can see, even though they're down without Will Fuller, um, I don't know why. I just kind of have faith that Deshaun Watson's going to help put up some points. And um, I think they'll need Pittman to kind of help put up some points on the indie side of the ball. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But 
either way, I think I'm going to win this one. I think I'm just not going to get enough points to have a shot at that bye week spot. So, um, and then if I lose, I've got more points than, than Quinn or, uh, yeah, if Quinn wins, I got more points than him. And if, uh, LJ wins, then I've got more points than him too. Wait, do I? Oh shoot. Should I? No, I'm not worried about, yeah, I'm not worried about it because I'm going to be in the playoffs. So yeah. Um, all right guys. Well, that was a, I think hopefully a much quicker podcast. Um, you know, keeping it in that 30 minute window for Kevin, because we all know that he wants it to be shorter. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what else to say, but it's going to be, you know, a good, good kind of week looking, looking at who makes the playoffs. And then that's when, uh, you know, the real, the real stuff starts to see who is going to, uh, lock up that championship, get their name engraved on on the trophy, and obviously come away with the with the pot of money as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, hope everybody you know has a good weekend. Enjoy, uh, stay safe, and may the fantasy odds be ever in your favor.